Hello and welcome to our weekly show of uh, the Dance of the Soul. And this is Regan Forston, uh, and he does wonderful, wonderful work. He's a very gifted human being who has walked many lifetimes, and I'll let him introduce himself here in a minute. And I am Natasha Venter, who is a psychic medium, personal awareness life coach. And, you know, it really hit me where I do a lot of work. I do a feng shui. I do a lot of different energy work. I do house clearings and stuff. And people always go, how can you focus on one thing and focus on another thing? And I go, well, you know, it hit me this morning. I woke, I was born into a multitasking family. Like my dad was a chiropractor. He could have been an electrician. He could have been a mechanic. He could have been this and he could have been that. But yet I learned how to, you know, multitask and in knowings and so here i am and i love to do dimensional healing work so if you're ever looking for some of that you know or anything how personal counseling um about grief and and that kind of thing i'm here but today we're going to talk about um what is it uh personal defects or the uh, and I, I just lost it I'm sorry. It's our, been a very yeah. dyslexic day for me. Our character uh, defects or whatever. Character defects. You know, those personal defects <laughs> of ourselves, the character defects. And you know what was funny was is that on the thing on um, YouTube and Facebook that I spelled defects wrong. And I thought it was perfect <laughs> for for a character <laughs> defects because yeah. that's that's mine is a character defects. I'm very dyslexic. And so I didn't even realize it until I was looking at it yesterday going, Ding, you know, but here I, I don't get hard on myself. It's like, it's part of the show. You know, it's that personality. And that's why I don't hold any judgments. Why should I hold judgments when I'm one that makes those, those crazy little, um, I call them flubbles. They're not mistakes, but flubbles. So this is Regan Forreston, my partner in lovingness of this show, um, being better than it's not. So. Yeah. Well, I've been doing it a couple years now. Yes. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, what we do, well, my name's Regan Forston. You can see my website there, visittheafterlife.com. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, um, but certified by the uh, Newton Institute. That's the uh, where I do most of my work. Uh, and I, I'd even take my regular hypnotherapy with kind of a, a bent on doing it in a spiritual way, uh, because it seems like when, when people that come to me, no matter what their uh, belief system is, as long if they do have a belief system, uh, that uh, regular therapy even is is much more attainable. You know, mm -hmm. like healing is much more attainable because, you know, you realize that you aren't alone. You know, it's like a 12-step program in a way. And you realize that there is a higher power out there. Um, it makes all the difference in the world in, in uh, helping people to get better uh, more quickly. Um, <clears throat> but with the Newton Institute, uh, what I'm trained to do is to be, um, in other words, Natasha, uh, um, connects with the other side by just being okay. Most of us don't have her ability, but in a deep state of trance, which most people can reach, you can be a little bit like Natasha is where you have access, like the wall comes open and you have uh, access to the other side. Um, <clears throat> we helped about 70,000 people through this process that they go really deep into trance. And then right at a certain point, their awareness expands to the afterlife. So they can talk to relatives that have passed on. They can uh, ask questions from benevolent uh, life coaches over there about their life and, and 
and some get, get to get some insight into what's going on in their life, find out what their mission and purpose is, all kinds of things that we've learned over the last 40 years. So um, anyway, today we wanted to talk about character defects, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, both of us being therapists, Natasha, the way she life coaches and does therapy and the way I do it. The first thing you realize when you're a therapist after about being in it a year, you realize there isn't anybody out there walking around that doesn't have some sort of defect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what is truly a defect? It's right. somebody else's judgment on you. Right. And yeah. that's not that's not where we're at. It's like, why should we be able to have something called a defect? Yeah. I mean, when that, yeah. We're human. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Yeah, that word defect has kind of a negative connotation. And we all understand why, because it's, you know, that's just the way us humans look at things. But if you look at it from a higher viewpoint, our defects are just, um, you know, character flaws, things like that. They're things that we have, um, uh, that we have to work on in this life. You know, in other words, we didn't come down, most of the people, when I have people on the other side and they find out why they were born, they generally were born because they have an agenda of things that they want to learn. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, I don't want to call them defects of soul, but just things they haven't learned yet, lessons they haven't learned. So they come down to the physical body and they have a lot of roadblocks that they planned for themselves uh, to have to go through. Um, and then you come down here, you forget that that's what you plan because you get into this, the wall of forgetfulness goes up. Mm-hmm. And so we bitch and moan all the time, like, wow, you know, why me, why me, why me? And, but when people find out that they chose <clears throat> for the most part, they chose uh, the difficulties they're going to go through. They kind of stop, uh, you know, kind of bitching about it and say, oh, I guess I better get to work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say, though, that, you know, um, there is some of that fine line with, you know, we chose certain things, you know, it's like, um, you know, I'm just going to use the example, let's say, of me when a neighbor touched me inappropriately. You know, and he did do some, you know, it was pretty intense. And, you know, did I choose to have that experience? Well, there was a part of me that chose to have some um, some personal things like, am I going to choose to be um, judgmental towards every man that comes towards me? or anything that is negative that way. And and so, you know, looking at the bigger picture, it's not necessarily that I chose to be touched in a wrong way, but, it, but I did have a choice to overcome scenarios in my life so that I can be my truer self. Yeah. And so when you say, you know, did you choose to have be touched inappropriately? No, because, you know, the kid that, that did this to me, you know, he had his problems. The humanness of him had this problem. Now what he had to learn in this lifetime, I don't know. I, all I know is that this moment is a time that we got together. I don't remember him any other way, you know, but you know, there's that story is, I don't know what his story was that he had to learn in this lifetime. If I was part of that journey of, you know, his brother walking in and seeing us. So now it was outed that he did something like this to someone if his brother spoke up. And so maybe he had to learn something. And so with that, that, you know, our journey isn't always 
scenarioed, you know, into, you know, this, this or that. And that's where the character <laughs> defects, we have to be careful how we label them in a way, because many a times, you know, it's like, was, was the kid that, that touched me inappropriately? Was he, did he have a character defect? Well, he had a scenario that was not right in a way of, you know, he he shouldn't have touched an, a younger, he was a teenager. He shouldn't have touched a five-year-old in that way, right? But I wouldn't call that a defect because then that's calling him, you know, like he had something misplaced and, and maybe he did, but that's not for me to say. So with that, that's where I'm being careful of the defect. But, you know, we can't necessarily say that that I chose to be touched inappropriately, you know, but I got I was I chose to overcome obstacles in my life to become my truer self. And yeah. so if you want to take that scenario uh, being a little different, if that makes any sense that, you know, we're not here to be punished or make these choices, but there's certain things that help us overcome or learn these lessons to be our true self or do those things. Because I know for me, part of it was I had to become my truer light in this lifetime. This was my, my, my lifetime that should be my truer light. Yeah. It's hard. I don't know. I have trouble sometimes, especially with what we look at as innocence, you know, like young children or something when they have some awful things that happen to them, you know, when they're in this life, you know, totally innocent at the time and they have bad things happen. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it seems, um, I don't know, callous sometimes if you just say, Oh, they just had it in a sense had it coming, you know, like from a past life or something like that. But, mm -hmm. but all I know is is that there's more there's more to the scenario than yes. just that thing that happened to him. And if we're if we could see the whole scenario, we we would more time more likely than not go, wow, okay, makes sense now. You know, like mm -hmm. I mentioned one time on the show where um, a, a man took his three year old daughter to the hospital that she had a bad cold. And the nurse there gave her the wrong medication and killed her, you know, just for a simple hospital visit when, you know, with just a mistake the nurse made. Yeah. And the man, of course, there was a lot of lessons in this. I mean, he he was so angry, you know, he fantasized about killing the nurse and mm -hmm. even thought about maybe he would because it took his daughter. Uh, and then he was lucky in the dream state. Um, uh, his daughter came to him and told him that, um, Dad, I'm OK. I'm over here. Mm -hmm. I'm OK. What you didn't realize is I had a, a, a life's contract just to come down for a short time because in a previous life, I had done something to that nurse that caused her to die. And I was just coming down just to kind of balance things out. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there was a lesson you needed to learn about loss and how to deal with the loss of a child, you know. Mm -hmm. So when he did that, it didn't it didn't um, make him not miss her and, and make and but it took it took away his wanting to kill the nurse for one thing and uh he also got an idea of the uh, the higher perspective and knowing that his daughter's on the other side and she's okay you know so um you know it's tough sometimes and it's easy to say until each of us are in our own downtime and then that's when we don't want to believe this stuff sometimes because it's hard to go through some of these things Oh, it, it really is. It, it is hard to go through life and and knowing that we are who we are. And, you know, and then we get, you know, these parents and or older siblings or people that are our elders 
that, you know, have these perfectionisms in them. And then they think that, well, you know, like my, you know, I'm going to give an example. And my husband kind of has given me permission to talk a little bit about this. But, you know, he was an alcoholic for most of my kid's life. And he would get upset sometimes in a moment, like Mother's Day, usually, or, or my birthday, you know, let's go wash the car. And then he would think, you know, that why don't you know how to wash the car? And I had to be a buffer to the to him and the kids because I said, honey, you didn't teach them. Yeah. And so his state of mind was is that <laughs> they should have known this. That was a character defect. And yet his character, their character defect wasn't that they were taught. And when you talk about, and it's not any, you know, we're all healed now. We're all done some healing work, you know, and there was, that's why I kind of did some buffering that it's like, I would tell the kids, you don't have any, you know, you shouldn't know how to do this. You weren't taught. So let's go out and learn how to do it. You know, and I would go out and help them learn how to do it because I didn't want, you know, it wasn't that I was calling my husband bad, but I would just, you know, there was these moments where, you know, they knew their dad was had problems, you know, how can you, yeah. you know, how can you hide certain things, you know? And so there again was a reason. And I can say that I must've done something more right than wrong. Cause both my kids don't drink and they don't do drugs. And, and so they, they both don't want to be that story. And so there's yeah. something that healed in our family during that time. But, <clears throat> but there again, if, if, if people weren't aware of this, then, you know, that character defect that would have been put on, on my kids, you know, and I know I've done some character defects, you know, on them unconsciously or, you know, and, and, you know, we all do as parents, we all do something. And, you know, my kid, you know, tells me sometimes, mom, you did this to me. And I'm like going, sorry, kid. Mm -hmm. I was in survival mode sometimes. <laughs> I didn't do any, everything right, you know, but there's those character defects of me at that moment. And I'm trying to be careful of that word because it doesn't hold judgment when I say that, yeah. you know, it was a character moment, a character defect <clears throat> moment that I didn't do it well. You know, yeah. I didn't do it well. Yeah. Um, relationships. I'm just thinking of my, well, because we have a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of younger people, uh, coming through, staying with us and different things, you know, nieces, nephews and, and that, and then you see what they're going through right now. And I had to not be judgmental a few times of them because, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to figure things out right now. And I'm thinking, well, all they got to do is this, don't they know that? And you go, wait a minute, no one's ever taught them that, mm -mm. you know, I mean, um, when I got married at 19, you know, I only knew what 19 year olds knew. I didn't know what a 70 year old knows. And um, <clears throat> I, I would say my character defect at the time, it, some people would look at it as a defect, but in, in reality, I just, I hadn't lived enough life and had experience yet where I needed to know what was wrong with me that I needed to fix in order to be a good dad or to be a good husband and that. Mm -hmm. um, and going through the different things that came up and the roadblocks in the marriage with the issues and problems, um, for a while, I was just kind of numb to that. It was like, you know, you just fight back, fight, you fight back because someone's trying to get you to change some of your defects in a way. And you don't think there's anything wrong with you. And you think it's why are they picking on me? But there gets to be a point where you finally go, 
oh my gosh you start to see things from their perspective and you go oh man mm -hmm. why did the dots and dots add up <laughs> yeah, a few times i had these aha moments and then i'd look at how i was the week before and i couldn't realize how dumb i felt like how come i didn't know that that's so obvious once it's pointed out to me that this is the way you should behave you know mm -hmm. one of them was when i in my second marriage um uh to this wonderful woman who i still love um she um had a, you know we, we were we got together we were having we loved each other but we had some issues so we went to a therapist and um he just had to pound on me for a few weeks there to say wait a minute regan you know all the things you've learned in that doesn't mean that that's the way she should look at things i mean it was simple things like how we're going to do christmas you know well i had a root you know a thing i grew up with it this is the way christmas was when you open the presents when you mm -hmm. do things and everything like this and hers was totally different you know and that and i couldn't let go of that for a while and then finally when i like a brick wall came down i went well that's stupid i mean just find out what her things are talk about it and work on a compromise or you know if it's no big deal just do it the way she does you mm -hmm. know but for i, I had to it, it's just because some of those things were kind of set in stone with me because that's the way they'd always been you know so the big lesson for me a lot of times was it helped me to progress and to start looking at things is, is always try to really see the other person's perspective as well as your own you know try to in other words put yourself in their head in their shoes and a lot of times when you do that and you go wow the way they're doing things makes perfect sense too you know it's just um i don't know it's just our minds you know um you know with the elections coming tomorrow wow we're going to be talking maybe next week we'll be talking about whatever happened in the elections you know with human nature because uh it's the craziest thing i can remember since uh uh whenever you know since i can remember about elections and things so <clears throat> um people are going to and, and that yeah go ahead all their i'm sorry functions all their dysfunctions are coming out all of their character defects are coming out now in the way they want to vote you know when they're voting for me versus them or what's right for me and not what's right for the whole mm -hmm. you know exactly uh, or their point the commercials are well they did da 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 and they didn't do da 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 and it's like you know i i sometimes i just sit back and i go would you just tell me what you're gonna do for us right can you yeah. just tell because it's like pointing out other people's character defects in a way you know and it, there are things that we do you know there there are our personalities like i i had a show one time where i was like saying to you know doing the the um oh what's the prayer um uh god grant me the serenity prayer god the grant me the prayer, serenity, right. yeah to accept the things i cannot change the wisdom to accept the things i cannot change and the wisdom to know i can do the difference and i'm not saying it right and i'm sorry right um, but, i know what you mean but you know it's like the character character of us i'm not gonna call them defects is who we are and can we as another human being live with those and you know yes there's things that we do you know um you know like my my when my husband was drinking it was hard but i had a choice to live with it or not you know and and his anger was his anger now, how did I deal with his anger? So we have these characters of ourselves that make it who we are. And like I was um, the other day, you know, I just 
I didn't take my vitamins like I should have. And I just felt like my blood was molasses. I was just, I was slow. I couldn't make decisions. I just, and it was one of those days where I had a stressful week and then I knew I was going to be busy the next day. So it was the, the day to just everything in me shut down, you know, I just shut down and my husband was like, so what do we want to do for dinner? And I went, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what I'm hungry for. I was literally numb. I didn't know. And then it came down to um, that we were going to do some chicken. And I was like, okay, I know one thing. I do not want to argue with a chicken, a whole chicken, you know, to roast it. <laughs> and so that's what it came down to. So we went out to dinner and I was like, honey, you're going to drive. Because I know if I drove tonight, I could have drove fine. But how I would have drove would have triggered him. And so I labeled it, honey, today's one of those days I'm probably going to trigger you. And I, that's not my intention. I am just me today, you know, and, and with him knowing that, that today was one of my days I had a different character that was going to trigger his character, <laughs> you know, that, that, you know, it was nice that I could label it for him. So he knew when something was going to trigger him that mm -hmm. That he was like, oh, wait a minute. She already pre-warned me. Okay. I can't get mad at her for something that she pre-warned me on in a way, you know. And I took took the the triggers out of my hands. I gave him the keys to the car. You know, I, I did these things because I knew that that day, if in a normal language, I would have had a lot of character defects, a lot of triggers, a lot of things that would have... Um, done things but yet at the same time though understand I don't have character defects I have days that maybe I have more character I may have less less um, abilities you know like today was a very dyslexic day for me I had a hard time reading and writing and 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 it was funny because we were watching um, I have to do some modules for work and it was on dyslexia and everybody was oh. looking at me going boy you know all this don't you and I go yep you know, because I didn't read until after high school, you know, and yeah. and people don't understand. Sometimes it's not that I would read things, but I did not understand what I was reading. I couldn't comprehend because I was in such survival mode. And so with that, the the managing that part of it that, you know, people could have said I had lots of character defects. I could have even been claimed stupid because I couldn't read. And actually I didn't have a lot of friends and a lot of people thought I was stupid because I was so shy because I didn't want to be made fun of, you know, but there's those stories of who we are that, that, you know, we put on these labels that are negative and it saddens me because a lot of times it's called humanality. Yeah. You know, it's the humanness of us. Yeah. So anybody watching out there now or in the future and you're watching this, just think about, we all pretty much know our big, our you know some of our big dysfunctions we have. A lot of times we just were our character flaws. I've seen, but we're, we, we, I don't know. I'm trying to think of even another word, flaw. But in other words, the parts of our character that need to be um, to be taken a look at so they can be better, mm -hmm. <laughs> or that we can do some things that we shouldn't be doing. We know we shouldn't be doing less of. Um, the first thing is to realized that um and i found out from these seventy thousand people that went to heaven and back through this newton institute process um that what they really want us to do is to concentrate first on 
like it says even in the bible you know love thyself mm -hmm. you know um in other words realize you do have these defects uh but at the same time you want to love yourself you, you know we look at we love other people even though we see their defects and we love them you know look at i mean everybody that's married you know your partner has a few defects so we would call her a few and we have a few but you love each other you learn to live with it or you learn to try to if you care about the other person you try to not uh, uh you know to try not to harm them in any way even though we do sometimes sometimes inadvertently and sometimes it's just because of our our defects you know uh, so <laughs> yeah our defects with quotation marks around them yeah but, yeah, but it... th uh, that's one reason god's uh, big purpose for putting us together with people that we're going to love is so that through that exchange uh the other person will help us to see what our defects are you know like they're just holding up a mirror to us and mm -hmm. you know if you're unevolved you want to kick and break the mirror you know you don't want to you don't want to see you know especially as men we're taught in society that we we need to pretend that we're perfect you know even though we're not you know we need to put on that thing that oh we did like we we're so smart we have an answer to anything you know mm -hmm. um and um and then it's somehow if we don't have the answer to what our wife wants to know or something we feel less than in a way you know a lot of men do and then that causes them to feel angry you know and they have all kinds of issues because their spouse is seeing them as somebody that's that you know w that we think is seeing us as weak or mm -hmm. something like that you know and it's just like when men are that that's thing I learned in this anger management that I went to for three years uh, that turned my life around was, um, uh, you know, realizing that, you know, we don't have the answer to everything that, you know, we're not perfect uh, and realizing it's OK to have feelings and to show emotion, you know, uh, which you know, a lot of males still feel that that's weak if you feel emotion, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and I see, that, and I see a lot of people, sorry for interrupting here, but the, this is a good segue right here. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of men I'm seeing, especially when they get after like the fifties, mm -hmm. they really start punishing themselves. And that's when alcoholism and a lot of those things come in is, is that inadequacy feeling. Yeah. You know, uh, so, um, but there's the, just knowing that you should love yourself and then actually loving yourself because people go, well, how do I, how do I, how do I go about loving myself? You know? And I would say, just, you know, start, just write down some things, um, some nice things about yourself, you know, some things that you do or what, what I think helped me most as I started doing little random acts of kindness, you know, and, um, what happens is, is it changes your subconscious when all of a sudden you start to be selfless instead of selfish, mm -hmm. you know, and, and everybody could, I mean, just start like, like everybody, if you want to start feeling better about yourself, start doing things that are, um, loving to the world, you know, pick up, you know, you're going to a grocery store and, uh, there's a piece of trash on the ground that someone left there, you know, reach over, pick it up, put it in there. It's funny just how good that'll start making you feel. You go, wow, I just picked up someone else's shit that was on the ground and I did it. And wow, you know, um, and it's a way of kind of retraining your retraining your uh, your subconscious. Um, the other way, like that's the, the greatest thing about EFT 
is in that tapping, you know, when they're going, mm -hmm. you know, even though I hate my boss right now and I feel like punching him, ah, I love and accept myself, you know, even though I'm not a perfect human being, even though I have flaws and things that I don't love about myself, it's okay. I, I, I can begin to love myself. I think maybe, maybe next week I'm going to learn to love myself, but I, I'm going to do my best. I, I'm not that bad a person, even though I do these horrible things sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. it's like talking about your issues and then stopping as you're doing the tapping to say, you know what, even though you're, a, even though you screw up a lot of times, I love you. I love you, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, because a screw up is self-perceived. Yeah. You know, and, or it's perceived by others. And really, what is a screw up? Um, you know, an example would be is, is that you ask, you know, three people, what did you have for dinner the other night? And one would say, I love Top Ramen. Another one would say, you know, I can't stand anything else besides meat and potatoes. And it has to be meat and potatoes. And then you get somebody who's like a foodie who says, you know, it, it, it has to be looking exactly like this. And Top Ramen would be like, not even on the radar. But it's all self-perception. And... Yeah. You know, those are those things that, you know, when we call somebody, it's character defects. You know, we got to look at ourselves because a lot of times when there is a character defect, I'm going to call it with quotation marks around it, that, you know, that's when we got to look at those shadow work. You know, that's when we got to look at yeah. ourselves and say, like, for you saying that you went to anger management for three years. That you yeah. had a character characteristicness to yourself, I wouldn't call it a defect. That you had anger, you know, yeah. and you were very jumpy and you were very agitated about certain things, and that was a scenario that that you had to do some shadow work with. You had to go in and find out how can you heal that part of you that was so uptight and anger. You know, yeah. uh, this is what's good about therapy for you. Uh, too, is that a lot of times some of our defects and everything are caused by things that happened to us when we were, you know, young, teenagers, mm -hmm. uh, adolescents, young, you know, when we were just young kids and things happened that kind of formed our character. And we're kind of, a lot of times we're looking at the world through the eyes of a five-year-old or seven-year-old, you know, because that's something that happened. And what I tell people when they come to therapy, I said, well, what we're going to do right now, we're going to just upgrade your software. We're going to have you start looking at things as you age you are now mm -hmm. as a 50 year old. So we revisit those those things that those tough things they had earlier in their life. Uh, same with something happened as a teenager and they went and robbed a store or something. You know, now they're feeling guilty and everything about it. It says, well, now they're 50 years old. And we said, now let's look back. Let's look back and see that that dysfunctional teenager and the d bad choices that he made. And when you look at it from a, a more adult perspective or, you know, more mature perspective, you can forgive yourself for a lot of the stuff that you did mm -hmm. when you were younger, because you realize it was, it was just part of growing up, you know, uh, in that way. And, you know, I just want to look at situations different. Now um, you, you were mentioning about the boy next door. Well, I had uh, the reverse of that where I had a young, a client. I was hoping he was going to be on the show today, but he didn't make it again. Uh, but um, uh, he was, uh, at least he believed he had something happened by an older girl when he was just, it was his, his sister's friend or something when he was like five or six or seven mm -hmm. or something like that. And it was uh, like a preteen kind of girl. And 
because of the way the world looks at molestation, looks all that kind of stuff, it was really bothering him. But then now that he's an adult and he looked back and he goes, well, here's this, this teenage girl that's just coming into her sexuality. Then you know how mixed up that can be for kids at that age. And it wasn't like, like, you know, she probably didn't have any malicious intent for him. Uh, it was just her not knowing how to express her sexuality as a, as a, as a young teen. And, um, you know, nothing bad happened to him. He wasn't hurt or anything. It was just touching and things like that. But when he looked at as an adult, he started to have some empathy for that young girl that mm -hmm. she was just trying to figure things out, you know, that it wasn't like a stranger off the street took him and kidnapped him and did all that. But just him looking at it like, um, you know, 30 year old rather than a, he'd still be looking at it like a six or seven year old, like, oh, you know, and he went, wow. And he just changed his perception of that and his issues with that just kind of disappeared, you know, wasn't really worried about it anymore, mm -hmm. you know. So um, the, the good news is too, people can change. In other words, people think, oh, can't teach an old dog new trick. Well, I'm an old dog right now and I'm still, I'm still learning new tricks, you know. Exactly. Well, it's like my husband who started drinking when he was 12, 14 years old, yeah. you know, and, and smoking, you know, um, pot and stuff like that. And so there was a part of him that really um, didn't, you know, and he stopped drinking in, you know, late forties. Yeah. Late forties. Cause he's now 10 years sober and, and he's 55. So 45, you know, 41, 44, 45. Um, and so with that, there was a lot of years of, of, you know, doing things and, and, you know, we don't necessarily learn things all at the same time, you know, that we all learn things at different times <laughs> and ways. And it's amazing yeah. how we hold on to things. Well, you know, like me being touched inappropriately when I was younger, I didn't remember it except for every time that I had somebody on top of me, I felt this black cloud around me. And I yeah. could not understand it. And then I talked to somebody who was a family counselor because I, you know, there was other things that I was working through and my dad went to him too. And, and he says, it sounds like you were molested, you know, just because of labeling certain feelings I was having. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that, that sometimes we don't know why we have certain scenarios. Like for me, I couldn't handle guys, you know, in my face. And then I asked my dad and luckily he was still alive at that time. And he says, yeah, for a week, you couldn't pee. You had to pee through a straw. So with that, that, and my mom didn't even remember, which doesn't surprise me because my mom, when she gets into stressful moments, she detaches. Yeah. You know, she, she just, it was just her makeup. She didn't handle anxiety very well. And so she just detached. And so when things would happen, she, it would go, she'd go into another place, not to say that she had mental illness. She just, it was one of her coping skills. And there again, could have been a character defect, but it wasn't. And I understand it as a coping skill. And so with that, that, um, you know, going forward in that dance, I had to learn that, that the, the defect of me not liking having people, you know, guys in my face that, um, cause of that black cloud. And luckily I married the man who was able to help me work through it, even though he wasn't always the best at it. But he was able to to give me grace sometimes when I was like, not here, you know, yeah. I, I need you over here or over there, you know, type of thing. And and so with that, that going forward with our our own personal self, like I could have been felt myself as a personal defect because I just didn't want to be embraced by guys. 
I didn't, or anybody really. I mean, I love hugs. Anybody who knows me, they know I love hugs. <laughs> I'm a huggable person, but yet at the same time, at that time when I was younger, learning this aspect yeah. of myself, I didn't. Because it was like, finally, I was owning up to something that I could, I didn't remember. I just knew I had these, these emotions around it um, that, that were popping up. And, you know, so there again is the gentleman, you know, something could have happened. But then now I do understand that now that I've worked through it, I've forgiven. I forgave a long time ago. It was just one of my scenarios in my life that I had to overcome. It wasn't about what he did to me. It was my own scenario that I had to overcome so that I can be my truer self. Yeah. So as far as, you know, I think the, fir the first thing in changing that you have to do or the, the thing that's best to do is that you have this awareness that you do have this defect, you mm -hmm. call it, you know, and being honest with you, not trying to sweep it under the rug, pretend you don't have it. And just being really honest with yourself and going, whoa, you know, I've, you know, I've, my anger is so bad. Look how it's affecting my family or, mm -hmm. you know, oh my gosh, I yelled at my, you know, because I had a bad day at work and I came home and I yelled at my little daughter when she wanted to talk to me and, and I hurt her feeling, you know, and you go, wow, do I really want to be, is that who I want to be, you know? And, um, uh, and then, um, you know, just, just trying to check on the internet and say, you know, help for this, help for that, you know, mm -hmm. counseling, you know, the counseling is actually, um, I think, t is really turned around when it did from, from 20, 30 years ago, where it used to be a shame, shameful thing. Yeah. And and now, I mean, it's been nice because there's been some well-known people that have been even doing commercials recently on TV about they're doing counseling, you know, mm -hmm. here, here, call this number and uh, they'll do some Zoom counseling for you, you know. Uh, and it's like we're starting to realize that, you know, sometimes it, it takes... Um, it it it's uh, it takes some effort, but the fact is is that people are going to therapists and actually uh, turning themselves around. You know, because sometimes all you need is to you just kind of need a safe person that you can tell your secrets up to. Mm -hmm. You know, someone who you feel is not going to judge you. You know, and um, that's what you and I do. You know, we do that way. And I I love that. If it's, it's I mean, people will tell me stuff and I'll go, okay, I heard that about a hundred times. So much <laughs> you know, they go, yeah. Really? I go, yeah, come on. You know. Um, but that's so the thing is, is that going into understanding that that a lot of our perceived character defects are triggers for us to say, hmm, hmm, maybe I need to look a little closer at that. Like right yeah. now I'm doing a book study um, and it's called um, it's, it's off of a book. Um, um, under um, overcoming under under overcoming under earnings, and and I'm reading. I'm almost done with the book because I'm I'm leading a book study on it, and I, I'm going to go back and do the homework with it as as you know as I go through with other people. But it was interesting how you know, like she was saying that unless you want to work through your character defects. You have to be willing to go into the darkness. You have to be willing yeah. to go into the fear. You have to be willing to go into the the knowings of things. And, and I totally agree with that. I would say that I've done counseling for people. I've done sessions with people. And they'll come around and say, you didn't do anything for me. And I go, did you do anything for yourself? Yeah. You have to be willing 
to to sit down and say hmm yeah now i'm not going to fix that overnight and i'm not going to be able to negotiate this all the way but i can tell you that i can do better than i have been doing yeah you know like for me i i could be a night person i can stay up till one o'clock easily every night and i know regan you are too um (laughs) and and for my husband who like the other night it would have been better like i said to him i'm going to come to bed at one at nine o'clock because he came went to bed at eight o'clock <sighs> i can't go to bed at eight o'clock <laughs> i said well i'm going to try to go to bed around nine o'clock well it was 9 30 10 30 11 somewhere in there 10 30 11 and he came down a little frustrated me because i didn't go to bed at nine o'clock like i said well he kind of got frustrated with me because he would consider that a character defect that at nighttime, I don't always follow through with what I'm going to say. Yeah. But I'm working on it. Me and too. I'm, gonna, I'm saying <laughs> that five nights out of the week, I follow through with what I'm going to say. There might be two days that I need that emotional freedom. I need, yeah. I need me to be me. And I try to choose those nights where I'm safe. I'm good. I, you know, um, and I tried to make sure because his five languages of love, part of his acts of kindness or acts of. Mm-hmm. And so me saying what I'm going to do is part of my acts towards his love. And so I try to make sure that his five, at least three of his love languages are at least managed so that he can feel loved because of the fact that he's still learning that self-love you know drinking all those years he did not have an understanding of what love was he didn't come from a family sadly that that showed a lot of um compassionate love they showed love but they didn't show compassionate love and i came from a very loving family compassionate loving family and so for me you know it's easy for me to show loves but but he has these avenues that are a little bit tighter than mine are you know he can do something for me and it's like oh but then at the same time though you know his are a little bit cleaner lined and and more perfectionistic and Mm -hmm. mine are more gray (laughs) you know so it's all in the story of how do we manage who we're with and what we're doing in our own personal self because i can tell you that a lot of us feel like are in relationships where one of us does a lot of the character defect work and the other one doesn't. But I can tell you personal work, it helps everyone around us. And it really helps us when we do do the personal work, it helps us to be able to look in the mirror cleaner. It helps us to be happier with ourselves. And then in the long run, And I can tell you this personally, when my husband decided to get sober, he said to me, you showed me that it was worth it. You showed me how to be, you showed me what to do. And, and that part of that dance of, of doing that homework for myself, I was able to cope with things differently. So I didn't go into the roller coaster ride of the pits and the ups and the downs, I was able to have a cleaner ride because I was able to do my personal self-proclaimed character defects. Yeah. Oh, before I forget too, um, 
for a, uh, a client of mine, I was looking into it. That when I went to this anger management, it was, um, uh, it's called Man Alive. Uh, and I, they changed their website to, let's see, da, 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 da. oh, darn it. I forget now, I wrote it down for my client. Anyway, but if you look up Man Alive Sacramento, uh, it'll be there, but they have an online program that they're doing now for people uh, because uh, they've um, in Sacramento now they've been there they've been doing work for about 40 years now with people and they're considered to be like the best in the country for people so if you have some anger issues they have a really good way of knowing how the mind works how we decide and which seems like seems like in a fraction of a second but there's actually a, a time when our mind goes through and decides whether we're going to mm -hmm. be violent or not you know uh, they don't mix issues. They, they just call, even if you, even if uh, your wife says, I want you to take out the trash and you pretend you don't hear her. That's a form of violence in a way. It's, it's like, it's like putting your needs above the, you know, making the other person feel like you're more than them or something, you know, mm -hmm. but they have a really good way. So if people look up online, man alive Sacramento and they click on it and it's their website is something stop something to violence or something i forget what it is uh, anyway you'll find it on there and um that's a really good program for uh people that are and they have a program for women which is different than men because women have a different process generally it's actually they've discovered a you know it's like it's not a one fits all kind of program you know um and um the one i went to was 52 weeks uh, and then I stayed for another 52 weeks and another, I think, 40 something weeks <laughs> every Thursday I went because I was determined that I was going to change things. Um, however, um, I help my clients now with what I learned to with anger issues to help them turn their lives around. And because we use these other modalities now through hypnosis, EFT, the Havening Touch and EMDR, um, what took me three years to go through someone could get through probably in two or three months, you know, I had to do it the old fashioned way, just willpower, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, if I screwed up and again, you know, the first thing they'll tell you in there is you're not going to change overnight. Uh, it, it just takes a little bit of work every day, you know, just to keep, keep plugging away at it. And, um, it's, uh, it is possible. They used to have the saying that once an abuser, always an abuser, and that was kind of true because if you don't do something about it and change, your mechanism is going to work the same way in every scenario. It's going to act the same way. So you have to reprogram it in a way. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is, is it always an abuser? No. Abu an abuser who does not look at himself as an abuser? Yes, yeah. it will always be an abuser. So with that, that you have to, there's that, 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 and that's one thing that people who are being, um, under the characteristic defect of an abuser, that we have to remember that unless they're willing to see it, it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. it, it, yep. It's just not going to stop. And sometimes it takes jail. Sometimes it takes court. Sometimes it takes something like for me, my husband didn't realize that he was so bad until he was pulled over by two cops and he got videotaped. He saw himself drunk. And when yeah. he saw himself drunk is the time he went, oh. Yeah. 
I'm got that to see bad. himself how other people see him. Yeah. I'm that bad. Well, yeah. You know, because of our defects, I mean, that's why we have such an addictive, we have an addiction problem in this country because instead of people getting help, um, they just don't want to feel, they don't want to feel the guilt, the shame. And so, you know, they just try to numb themselves down through a number of probably 20 different ways where you can have different addictions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, once somebody has the guts to just turn around, you know, and I can tell people from the work I did, and it was mainly in my early 40s, where I finally got brave enough to just turn around and face that shadow behind me. And they have something called shadow work. And it was no big deal. It's like you turn around that the shadow doesn't harm you, doesn't kill you. It's actually when you when you turn around and look it right in the face it's such a good feeling it's like it's like a positive thing to look exactly. at your defects head on it's when we try to run from them you know like uh um this woman kept having this dream uh she told her therapist of uh, uh there was this man chasing her all the time and she'd run and scream and hide and you know it happened go on for months and there was this this entity or something was chasing her and she thought she was going to be killed or anything well finally she had uh, working with her therapist she had the nerve that as that person was chasing her in her dream she had the nerve to turn around and face what it was and it was some entity that says you dropped your wallet i'm trying to you know wanted to give her her wallet but it was a spiritual dream i think for just saying you know you got to if you turn around and face your fears there's a reward you know you get your wallet yep. back Exactly. Get yourself back again. Yeah. So, um, you, know, you know, the perceived monster is bigger, is perceived bigger than it really is. Yeah. You know, the mountains that we climb are only self-perceived mountains. Now, I'm going to say that the 10 years of my husband being, you know, going on with sobriety didn't take work. It did take work. It took him doing a lot of meetings at first. Oh, yeah. It took a lot of um, perception of, you know, like like the other night when he was making a statement and 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 the statement wasn't something that I, you know, it was kind of a controlling statement. And I looked at him and I, I made another statement that was not judgmental. It wasn't bias. It was a statement. You know, that you've always wanted me to be a 60s wife, babe. And I'm not one. So I'm sorry I'm not that way. But yeah. I will compromise and not watch that show while you're uh, while you're um, here. It's just a compromise. Just like you don't watch scary movies when I'm at home. You yeah. know, it's called a compromise. And he, he came back later and, and said, I'm sorry. You know, because it was like, and it was... Pretty quick. Sorry. Usually it would take a day or two when he was getting sobriety, you know, yeah. but now he's noticing those, those moments. And it's like, hallelujah, because, you know, when we're willing to do the work, you know, and we were healed. I mean, not, nothing was an argument. It didn't turn into an argument because he was willing to look and I was willing to look because yeah. I was doing things to trigger him. Not a defect, but it was a moment, you know, and that's the thing about relationships that we're going to have these character de self perceived defects that other people are going to try to put on us. And we have to look and say, is that core me? And do they is this, you know, how can I negotiate this to make this smoother with us? Yeah. You know, like you do the um, uh, the the oh, God, uh, it's the numbers. Um, it's the Enneagram. Oh, yeah. 
the Enneagram. And when I was down there, I really got into it again. And, and I really looked at it and, and I can totally hold space for my husband because of the numbers that he is. Yeah. You know, and, and like you, you guys were saying, well, it takes a nine who I am to be married to the numbers that he is because <laughs> yeah. of the fact that, that there is this story. And now he did not take the test. He did not want to take the test. So it was my, me taking the test for him. Yeah. Married, married 30 years. I kind of have an idea how he yeah, would answer and what he would answer things. Yeah. Exactly. So I was, maybe there's this, the numbers were skewed a little bit, but I took it like three times and it came up pretty close to always the same number. So I knew that yeah. I was pretty close, but there's well, again, is that there's those core things of us that aren't defects. They're just how we're made up. Yeah. Uh, and for people just looking, we'll probably do talk about Enneagram every once in a while. It's a tool that uh, so many therapists are using to quickly get to know uh, the mind of their clients. Um, with the hundreds of years of study and how they fine tune this, it appears that the universe, God, whatever, made, you know, nine distinctive softwares in people. And um, everybody, uh, it's all the characteristics of human beings in integrated in the Enneagram, but mm -hmm. uh, different people, some of the characteristics of life are more, are up here like this, they're the number one thing that they kind of are, and then the other characteristics are lower. So depending on the combinations of that, it's, it really, it's, um, it, for instance, when we would, when we go to Enneagram class, Patty and I went for over, uh, oh, a year, they would have a potluck at this teacher's house and everybody would bring something. There'd be 40 or 50 people from Marin County there. And she would pick, uh, a, you know, one through nine. In other words, if you're an Enneagram one or an Enneagram two up till nine, one's not better than the nine, 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 but it's just, everybody's just different types. And she would have everybody up there in the panel and she would describe a, a situation, a life situation. Then she'd say, okay, you that have the software of a one, how do you look at this situation? And then a two and a three. And I swear it was like, you're in a comedy club when that <laughs> happens because people can't, they go, wait a minute, the three is looking at it like this. That's ridiculous. But that's how their software, that's how they deal with it. So yep. when you know your number and you take a, you can take a free test online Two tests you take takes about a half an hour. Doesn't cost anything, and you can get your what your number is and your wing. You'll, the second test is a wing. That's the, your like your secondary characteristics, um, and then you look up on the internet. Like for me, I'm a, a nine with a one, and so you go Enneagram. It's E N N E A G R A M Enneagram, and you take that test, and then when you find out what you are, and you look on the internet about the characteristics, you'll go, Oh my God, that's me. That is totally me, you know? Yeah. And they're so different from the other numbers. So like you were saying, when you know what your partner's is and you know what yours are, you're going to know what both of your strengths are and you're going to know what both of your weaknesses are. Okay. And then you're going to start, you're going to start with an attitude of more um, like understanding people and realize, oh, that's why they're acting the way they are. You know, because we all think everybody's just like us and everybody should act exactly like us and think like us. It doesn't work and it causes so many problems, mm -hmm. you know. It really way. does. But, yeah, you can yeah. have five kids come from the same family and each one will be different because we're yeah. all made up different. And none of us have character defects. We may have things that we could do better. We may yeah. have things that we can negotiate better, but yeah, no, not a character defect. Yeah, there's a lot of churches now, uh, Christian churches actually, that are incorporating this in their uh, 
in their counseling and teaching and everything because it, it if you're say um, if you're a, a two which is caregiver okay the caregivers are those people that are always looking to do for others like oh can i help you oh you might need this oh my this they're the moms that just totally into their kids 24 7 and they just neglect themselves but they give they give they give they give in the downside to that they build resentments when other when everybody else isn't treating them the same way and that's not how everybody is made everybody's not twos you know everybody isn't that way and um so um the uh, each num each number has its its pluses and it has its minuses which would be we could call defects or something but it's things that you're working to to correct. It's things mm -hmm. that you're working. For instance, twos have to learn to give just for the joy of giving and not want anything in return or not expecting to get anything in return. You just do it out of love that way, you know, so you don't build resentments and everything. Um, sevens, um, they're the adventurer. They're the people that, you know, there's one hill they climb and you think they'd be happy and they go, oh, there's another hill and they go and another and another. The adventurers, they're just always out doing that and they're, they walk into a room everybody loves them because they're just so you know so um energetic about everything but they have a problem following through sticking with something you know so what they have an issue with is is picking something sticking with it to fruition you know mm -hmm. instead of just running on to the next thing so anyway that's just a little touch of it there so if you look at them we're talking okay anyway, but there's when when you google enneagram tests there's about five or ten websites oh, that pop yeah. up yeah, and there's um, a specific one that works better. Well, the one I like is Eclectic Energies. I think it's called Eclectic Energies. Mm -hmm. uh, but you could go to a few. You'll pretty much all the tests you come out about the same. But Eclectic Energies works really, really well, and it's really, it's really quick and it's free. You know. Yeah. That, thank you for saying that too. Yeah. Well, there's it, books. Yeah, there's Eclectic Energies is a is a really easy test to do. Um, it does take a little bit of time to answer it truthfully um but you know the first question you know first way you think about it and um yeah. i wanted it real quick here um when you google um what was it um man uh, oh, man alive man alive if you type in man alive it's actually the website sacramento and i saw that oh, there okay. was a couple other man alive um yeah. scenarios so um that there's there's those lead-ins so, yeah you're welcome it's it's easy to do so if i look down sometimes i'm just googling you know what we're talking about here yeah. um but that the um any eclectic eclectic um, energies uh let me see if i can put it in so how do you spell it yeah see i always have trouble with eclectic e, e oh e c l e c l e c t i c i think Eclectic. Uh, it comes up, it'll come up on the first page there. It always does, at least when I've had people do that in the first uh, two or three um, things. But e even if you find yeah, here it websites, is. Yeah. Um, eclectic. E, e L C E C T I C. -T -I -C. Yeah. yeah. Eclectic. And like I said, dyslexic today, so um, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to do my better uh, uh, energies enneagram um, energies.com, yeah. right? Dot mm -hmm. com for our so enneagrams. What we're hoping you guys take from our just our little talk today. I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Is just to realize that we're all imperfect. Um, 
you know, uh, that's part of our, our reason for being in a body is to, to, to learn to be, to learn to progress, uh, to be more towards perfect, but we probably never actually get to the perfect, perfect. Uh, so, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. Everybody's got issues they're dealing with. And the thing is that there is help, you know, um, a, a good therapist. I mean, Natasha or I are happy to help you if you go to either of our websites there. We can help you with a lot of it and teach you some things. And when, you know, if you're with us for a little bit and we've taught you all we know, then we'll recommend you, you know, going to another uh, therapist or something. Some, you know, it's just all about um, uh, getting better. And we constantly have clients that get better and better and better and better. And that's what makes us do this because uh, we see such great uh, change in people. Um, and I can do that through, well, if you go to visit the afterlife.com, have videos on there on emotional freedom technique uh, and hypnosis. And soon to be, I'll have up there the Havening Touch, which is another thing I'm working on my certification for. And they're, um, they work amazing, uh, amazing with all kinds of uh, different issues that you have that help you manage them so that their issues don't get to be so extreme mm -hmm. and, to, and to do a lot of healing that way. And then there's the spiritual side where, you know, I can help you to reach a deep state and you can actually um, go to uh, the afterlife and back or, you know, expand your awareness to the afterlife and back. And that's totally life changing experience. Um, so if you go to visit the afterlife.com, watch some of the videos on there, you can get a hold of me and my phone numbers on there and, and stuff. Still giving out the free book on there of, uh, um, of uh, Reincarnation is Real about the we've proven reincarnation about 70,000 times now so uh it's you know we don't have any doubt that that's real and that that's the way of the world uh right now but um anyways that book i'm giving away free on there if you just have to ask for it and i'll send it to uh, e ebook version of it uh that way um mm -hmm. so natasha what about you now that way i mean with you have people call you know you can do it on we can both do it online or in person if you're mm -hmm. you know within our range where we are but most everything done now is done online so many people want help and it works don't you find out too like doing a, a zoom or 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 a facetime or some session it's just like being there now you know oh, people are totally used to that. Mm -hmm. you know it it's is really works really good yeah, the only thing that I find sometimes when I'm talking mediumship and that kind of stuff that there's an action that the the person would like me to go up and hug behind somebody to give them a physical love that they were meaning for some. And I can't do that yeah. over over Zoom, but um, at the same time, I love being able to do that. I do also phone sessions. I yeah. um, uh, I'm, even in my feng shui um, consulting, I can do. Uh, I don't do FaceTime, but I can do, I'm finding a different way to manage that um, over WhatsApp. Yeah. So, um, you know, going forward in our life, that there is these stories of, of things. And, and I love to help people through that. And you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And like I've been told several times that my intuition gives a different perspective and different management on um, counseling sessions so that um that can help a little bit if 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 that's what it is but you know that's the thing is when we're working with character self-perceived character defects that somebody else put on us you know we got to really look at look at that story of of why 
why do we have this? Where's this coming from? Because right now we're going through a big um, spiritual growth pattern of finding out what is our truth and what was the truth of others and how are we walking <laughs> other people's truths, even though we're, they're not even in our bodies. They're not even, well, they're in our heads, but they're not <laughs> even in our being. You know, it's like, you know, let's say a grandfather that passed away. And yet we're still living, we're still speaking like them and, and having judgments like them when it's not even our truth. You know, so this is a time to really be aware that it's time to say, I need to be my truer self, you know, more loving if I can. Yeah. Okay. And so, so just just start doing little, you know, just start working on your shadow or to feel actually to start loving yourself. Just start doing for others. Uh, step it up a little bit, you know. Um, one thing you could do too, you're in a, going into a grocery store or something and somebody's a uh, hundred feet away. Well, just stand there and hold the door for them and just see the smile that that brings on their face when they realize that you went beyond your normal, how long you'd hold the door open for somebody, for them, you know, it, and all these things just start, they start retraining your subconscious to try to look at every situation and what you can do to put a plus uh, uh, there for the day instead of a negative. You know, mm -hmm. and over time, I know, like with me, I completely people who, you know, when they see me today, they don't realize who I was 30, 40 years ago. And I go, I'm not that person anymore. But, you know, start doing the shadow work, started doing retreats, started, you know, reading books on self-improvement and everything. And once you kind of get into it, it's not a drudge. This is it's a wonderful mm -hmm. thing because of how you change your character and how people perceive you, you know, uh, you know, and it feels good to have when you walk in a room to have people smile and to want to hug you, you know, rather than run away from you. you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we can carry on this conversation for a long time, but yeah. hopefully we can time keep this go. more yeah. at an hour so that people can go off and do what they need to do. So yeah. with that, you can catch us every Monday at four o'clock Pacific time on all, um, uh, uh, let's see. I'm on uh, Facebook, we're on Facebook and um, YouTube and on Twitter. Um, if you're on Twitter, sometimes I don't get comments there, so I apologize. So if you want to go over to um, my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter Angelic Clarifications. And I also do my show, Angelic Clarification, uh, Life Clarifications with Natasha. <laughs> Just, like I said, I'm very dyslexic today, so my words are not coming out straight. And I'm going to have a special guest on my Wednesday show, um, Marcel Allen. She is um, someone who does Dreamosity. Uh, she is one that helps people keep their get their business going and talks about money and that kind of thing. And then they wow. also she's also partners with someone. It's called Life Te Laugh Tech. And I actually did a, a year of classes with them where um, they help you uh, break free of um, conversation. You know, they get you to where you can be on stage if you want. They give you oh, wow. things to work through and, and, and fun ways to do it. And, and how are you perceived? What is it? It's kind of like if you ever had talked to, um, have you ever heard of Toastmasters? They're a lot oh, yeah. like Toastmasters, but funner. <laughs> oh, funner, funner, cause, funner. Cause laughter is part of their their story so she's yeah. going to be on my show on um on wednesday and so with that that um at four o'clock right at four o'clock pacific time on twitter and um youtube and um 
Facebook. I will not be on Instagram though at that time. But, and if you are any, if you're one that you do not like watching videos and you're at work and you have a chance to listen to podcasts, all these shows are put on podcasts. Uh, you go to Life Clarifications with Natasha and you will find us on most podcast platforms. Life Clarifications with Natasha. Yes. Is, is there a way uh, in the future, like uh, when people do that, because always even I, there's all these different names they have that. Is there a way that you can have that uh, when you're doing that at the end, we could put it on the screen where people actually can see that with your. Yeah. So um, what would it look well, like? Um, what would it look like? Yeah. You would you would go for in any podcast platform. So if you go on to um uh you go on to um iTunes or any of those things, you would just uh life you can type type in a note and it'll people mm -hmm. see it on the screen. That's pretty cool. Shans. Um and people who listen to podcasts, they know how to do this. Um Natasha. It's Natasha. Mm -hmm. um, for podcasts. There you go. Our podcasts. Okay, I don't see it. Do you see? Are you getting the? Um, no. Was I supposed to see it like on? Like I'm looking at you right now. I'm supposed to see it. Come so up. I. There it is. Right. Yep. Right there. Okay, life. Clarifications with Natasha for podcasts, okay. and Great. then we also did the. Um, uh, oh nope nope that sorry about that. This is the. Um, oh yeah, man alive, alive so for man anger man for anger, anger help. help. Yeah, and yeah, then great. we had the um, the Enneag Oh yeah, eclecticenergies.com for enneagrams to help find for yeah personality right. traits, and I hope I spelled traits right. Uh, <laughs> So with that, you know, it, it's one of those things that um, as we go yeah. forward and, and um, you know, it, it's amazing when we can go forward and have these helps. So blessings yeah, to all. That's great. Okay. And we will see you next Monday. And I don't know yet what we're talking about, but I know that it will be a blessing. I think so. maybe something about the, well, we'll see what the fallout is from the elections. Yeah. And uh, maybe talk about why different people voted the way they have or any just any dysfunction that we see there and how they could approach it spiritually. Okay. Know? Yeah. Maybe right. we'll so talk about like that. that. Okay. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Well, blessings to all <laughs> okay. and know that you are perfectly imperfect in the eyes of love. Perfectly so, imperfect. Yes. Yes. We're all in Look, this together. We are. Bye now. See you next week. <laughs>